They are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 1215. You are now listening to the 1215 Club. Back at it again for another edition of the 1215 Club. A bit of a different crew in here this week. Uh, We have the two mainstays, me and Marvin. Uh, We have Picture Day Ray in here, who um, a lot of you got to see on air this week with his hair going into uh, Emmys. And we have Todd. What's going on, We always love... Marvin was busting our chops. Uh, we had him on longer than two weeks. It hasn't been two weeks since we had Todd on. Yeah, it's just funny to say, though. Content. I was on a nice roll for a while. I got many invites from you guys, and then there's been like a big stretch of time where I was not involved. We wanted you, you to... Mix it up. Yeah, we wanted you to develop more content, you know, come on the show with. It's all good. And I, I feel like you have a lot of, I had a few extra minutes to digest the, uh, the chicken and the chili and the nachos <laughs> and the tater tots, so that's good. Yeah, you're going to be running out of here very soon, I'm I will be assuming. literally running out of here. <laughs> Let's start off with Picture Day Ray. So like I said, a lot of you got to see him on air this week. Do you wear a hat because your hair looks so f- messed up? So what? <laughs> wow. I wear a hat because I got long hair and I don't want to do my hair in the morning. And like, I don't care what you guys think I look like. You don't? No. What? I mean, the first week I was here, I did not wear a hat. And then once I saw everyone wearing it around, I was like, I don't, I don't really care. So, Do you get any reaction from being Picture Day Ray? My mom says I looked cute. I thought that was good. My, heard, a couple of my roommates were making fun of me, though. I will say that. Chat row, I think uh, Tyler said somebody in chat row was saying that you were so cute, but you looked like you were 14. Yeah, she thought I was 15 years old. So mm, You really wanted to give that extra year in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Todd, you had a... I, I wanted to have you on uh, today because of Emmy's day solely. We spent pretty much the entire day with you during the Emmys. Yeah. He had a tough trip getting there. Yes, and I was all excited about getting on the party bus, and there's the lights and everything. We're playing music, and we're all together, which is a rare occasion, away from the studio for us all to go hang out. But it was very bumpy, and the driver had like a lead foot, whatever it was. I knew there was going to be some stopping and going with traffic as we got closer to the city, but I didn't expect to feel like I got kind of nauseous. I don't want to sound soft and weak, and I'll maybe I'll be made fun of for that. But I, I was bouncing around, and I just didn't feel right. It was We were still like 45 minutes away from Lincoln Center, and I felt pale and like that I just had to get off this, this vehicle, which I was initially looking forward to being on. Me and Marv were sitting directly across from you, and there was a couple of times me and Marv looked at each other like, he may puke on us. Yeah, it never got that close, but it, it did get to the point where I felt I could feel the paleness in my face, and I was like, I really need to. I only have a little limited amount of time left to deal with this ride before we can just get out. And then we get to the Emmys. Uh, we hadn't. We ate prior. You didn't eat, though, I did not because I was concerned about that. The long ride. We get there, and they have these little hors d'oeuvres, bite-sized hors d'oeuvres. Which requires to eat about 50 of those to have any any kind of semblance of feeling like that you ate something. And you really made friends with the lady. 
I who did. was coming around. I was uh, I wasn't trying to be flirtatious, but whatever the next thing would be, just short of flirting, like you were trying to pick somebody up. First of all, I'm happily married. Secondly, what can I do to make this woman smile and feel good and want to come to our area first before everyone else grabs the the waffle chicken waffle things and little burgers and little uh, little mini hot dogs, which you know I love so much. Mm-hmm. And there's little, little short rib mac and cheese balls. I'm leaving out a few some chicken kind of parm. chicken parms. There, I forgot about that. But then there was like some kind of taco, two, you know, veggie, you know, tofu thing. I didn't need that. That wasn't good. No. But uh, everything else, I, you know, I made sure to have more than my share of those. And I, rudely, I would grab sometimes two or three of them, knowing there was only like nine of them on the plate. And, you know, there's other people in the place there that probably would want to eat. Yeah, you were really stacking up on I was, them. I was greedy. It was we, greedy. we were set up in, I think, a really good spot, though. So if you look at, you know, try to imagine we're in this kind of big ballroom type deal. And uh, to the left of this ballroom is Steps. And from those steps were where the hors d'oeuvres were coming from. I guess this kitchen was somewhere around that area. We scattered out a nice little corner for ourselves. And every time something new was coming down, we'd have first dibs on it given on our setup. I don't know if that was done purposely or kind of just happened. Marv? I just think it just happened to ha- It just happened to happen that way. It was just organic. And we just made it happen. And I was really happy in the spot that we were in because <laughs> I didn't eat. I ate a little bit for lunch. But I didn't know that we weren't going to eat before we had uh before we got in there. But I was so happy, and the uh, the pigs in a blanket, chef's kiss. Yeah, they had little mustard dots on there, so Todd. Great. I know you like that. And, and then Tyler was uh, awesome because besides all the other stuff I got, I went to go get a drink. I come back. He was taking food to, so I wouldn't look like a complete pig taking like four things. I would take like two of something off the plate, and then he would take a few pretending that he was going to eat them, and then he just passed them on to me. Oh, that wasn't something that you guys had like figured not, out beforehand? Not at all. I, oh, I, I, I went to get strategic. like a ginger ale or a cranberry juice, and all of a sudden he shows me under a napkin like a little mini hot dog and a little mini, you know, whatever, one of those mac and cheese balls. He was getting food for me so I wouldn't have to take like four at a time. That's cool. So that was about two hours that we're sitting at this cocktail hour. It was great. Mingling, the Rich Eisen crew came by. We chatted up with them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then we went inside for the ceremony. Long ceremony. Very long ceremony. Especially because in the past, it was one of the, within the first few awards given out. And the next thing we know, it's the second to last one of 46 of them. And they stopped doing the 30-second timer after like the first three speeches. Yeah. And then it's, instead of being 9.30, 9.40, it spilled like into 10 o'clock before we got to ours. Marv? Did you guys look through the programs to look where your, our category was? I was and just I, following it on I the just, left side. I just kept looking. I just kept like <laughs> going page after page. And I get towards the end. And I see our category, and I'm like, oh. Well, on the front of the pamphlet was a full list of all the awards that were giving out, given being given out, and uh, three of awards into it, I figured, oh, this is going in order. But they didn't. What they didn't count for in there were like the lifetime achievement awards, mm-hmm. and then the scholarship that they had given out. Mm-hmm. They had given out. Um, Another scholarship to another young man, a young journalist. So those were more into like the ten minute range, and those were were things where you definitely can't give them thirty seconds to yes. talk. You know, you know, you, they have a lot of people to thank, and especially if Leslie Visser is going up there, she's going to take her time, and rightfully so. Yeah. You're getting a lifetime achievement award. You're not worried about the clock. Yeah, but they didn't put that in the in the they did not in the rundown. So that kind of threw us off a little bit. I thought we were going to be done a little bit sooner than we were. 
especially with work the next morning, we're already figuring out if I was doing the math in my head. Like, so if we left like right now, we wouldn't get back <laughs> to like 1130. If we leave right now, it's still going to be after midnight. And then we didn't pull in until like it was 1230 pretty much when we got pretty back. Pretty much, yeah. Because we sat in traffic for like an hour. And the, the driver, I don't want to jump ahead, but the, no, the driver, the driver was seemed very uh, adamant about going a certain way in spite of all of us screaming, including Paulie, who likes to produce everyone and everything. But thankfully, he spoke up. And we're like, you got to get off at exit 14 because we're going to get stuck in like 20, 25 minutes of traffic because they're doing late night construction. And he was like, oh, I got this. I'm like, and he wasn't going to stop. No. Which would have been, we would have got back like after 1 a.m. probably. And thankfully, you know, he was convinced. That we, you know, we're, you're, you're driving us. You, you were hired by us. I think you need Ty, to get off. I think Tyler gave him some money. I think he, I did see him give he him did, a few right? I didn't you know what, I didn't know how much he gave him, but he did give him a few dollars for sure. Right? I, I know exactly how much Tyler gave him. Should we reveal that information? I think we'll just leave that up for the imagination. But why do you have to like tip the driver? The driver is right. We he works for us on that particular and night. Of course. So we have to entice him with money beyond whatever that expense of paying for the beer and the champagne and his services and the bus. We have to give him money to bribe him to get off at the exit. We want him to get off at because we have a show to do the next morning. Let's we want stay. to sit. An we hour we didn't want to sit. We already had sat on like in an hour. Like it was I said. Terrible. And then we were looking at our GPSs, and we saw that it was going to be another 25 minutes because there was some sort of construction. And it's not like we're all going right to bed when we get there. Some of us are going home. Some of us have some work to do because we were away from the studio all afternoon and night. And I went to my desk. I was prepping questions for Albert Breer or something. Next thing I know, it's like 2.08 a.m., and I'm lying on a couch, and I'm going into another room. And now it's 3 in the morning. I haven't started sleeping yet. You got Some of the guys are watching RoboCop, and the mu- and the sound of RoboCop was bleeding through the couch the love sack so I'm like I can't sleep here with the speaker going with Robocop and that next thing you know it's like 6.30 in the morning and I'm back at my desk ready to start the You're day. You're ready to go. Did you take a shower in the morning? Like was it I brushed my teeth I rinsed with a little uh, Listerine Listermint whatever um, took some vitamins and my, my little pills that I take in the morning and and by 6.45 in the morning, I was in my seat, like, waiting for, you know, like I normally would be. So your stay wasn't great because some of the backroom guys had stayed here as well. I couldn't get comfortable anyway. I don't want to completely blame it on them. But then Throw I Throw some blame around, But though. Yeah, but they were kind of like at 3 in the morning, they're running, they're playing hide-and-go-seek. I'm, I'm not even joking. I'm not even. They were, like, running around and, like, hiding from each other like they were all 8-year-olds. And then they're hanging out on the back couch watching Robocop again, which the sound is bleeding through the speaker of the couch that I'm trying to get a couple hours of sleep on. Yep. And um, and then I'm starving, and then I found out the McDonald's wasn't open. I was going to go maybe drive up and get it. If they do breakfast 24 hours a day, I don't know if that one does some dumb. I was going to get an Egg McMuffin or a Quarter Pounder. He got me all hungry, Marvin. was on the bus. He was talking about he had a craving for a Big Mac and fries and a, an orange high C lava burst drink. So I was all about that. Next thing I know, I'm taking peanut butter out of the drawer in the studio, and I found these two like <laughs> semi-moldy rolls from whatever year. And that was my like 3 a.m. snack. I put peanut butter on oh. two rolls, and I have no idea how old the rolls with I saw one little green dot on one of the rolls, but I kind of worked around. Figure, <laughs> if, if I just pull that piece off, the rest of the bread might be must be okay. Todd, you wonder why sometimes you had yes, some yeah, it was a bad decision. You know, that, bad, that doesn't seem like the right. I didn't know what else. To to, there was nothing else to eat, but so I'm like peanut butter on a questionable roll. Can you defend yourself, Ray? Because you are part of the eight year olds playing hide and go seek on uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. First of all, that was a lot of fun. 
weeks. It was weeks' idea, and then he convinced me and Dylan to do it. But Todd, we also made tacos. Don't forget about that's, those. That's true. We brought those in for Todd. Weeks brought me in a, a nice taco, a lamb, whatever it was. I don't know if that's what I should be eating at two thirty-three in the morning. Probably but, not. But I did have one of those while I was working on uh, prepping an interview, and that kind of helped me get through. I got a little bottle of coke, which I think Ray gave me like a warm bottle of coke from his goodie bag that we got from the Emmys. Yes, because you know, and so I had a little warm Coca Cola with a little lamb taco thing, and and that got me through the night. And the peanut butter on the moldy bread. Did you scold them at all? Because I heard there was some sort of passive aggressive <laughs> comment. Made but if I was it not it, direct? It was. It's never direct with me. We know that. Yeah. That's the whole passive aggressive. I just said like I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on, but like I'm getting periodic sounds of like what sounds like a cowboy western coming out of the speaker of the love sack. And then Rob says like, "Oh, well, we're watching Robocop." And I'm like, "So what does that got to do with me?" In the other room? <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't even regular sound. It was like I'd hear noise and then like a gunshot and like some other weird sound, a siren, and then nothing. And then like 30 seconds later, it would pick up again. And Rob was trying to explain to me that the only way they could watch the movie was through this laptop that. Has to be attached. It's, through, the, to, to the, yeah. it's connected to the. They're couch. connected to the love sack. Well, I don't know why there's not a way to unplug that. Whatever it is, they weren't certainly weren't worried about me getting any sleep. So they continued watching RoboCop, and I'm like, you know, I can't have RoboCop in my ear at three thirty in the morning. So Marv, you should have been like a dad and said, "Everybody, go to sleep." All right, kids, enough. Yeah, right. That's Everybody, it. I know you guys are going to be going to sleep soon. That's your past. Yeah, I, I think I said. <laughs> I, I said so, how, so is this movie almost over, you guys? You guys are going to stay up all night. And and continue to play like Robocop audio in my where I'm like lying down. Where I, where I said like the day before, I it's not like it was a surprise to me. I think I'm gonna lay on that couch. I said that during like the live show on Monday, so it's not like all of a sudden. And then I don't understand why they can't watch Robocop. And I still, I have to hear the sound of it through the couch. There's no other with all these it's just the way it's set up. But with all these technical whizzes here <laughs> and all these very bright people and all the colleges and everything, they can't find a way to unplug all one and colleges. plug it into something else. Whatever. You have anything to say for yourself? I purposely did not want to stay here because I knew it was not going to be much sleep. I live 15 minutes away. I was like, if it's the last thing I do, I'm sleeping with my but bed the, But the other problem is I moved to the other room that has those two black couches in it, yeah. and it's freezing cold in there, but that's besides the point. Then the, it's right by the electrical section of the studio, so there's this loud buzzing sound. So even if you're comfortable and it's not as freezing cold and it feels like it's going to snow on you in any minute, you're getting... <laughs> there's that right outside the door of, of this 24-hour electrical unit, which basically means, why don't you just go back to your seat, and even though it's 412 in the morning, and just start your work. Start day, booking. Get a nap after. <laughs> The show and that's check in with uh, Nick Ray, he's probably up at yeah, that time. Yeah, exactly. Just forget it's not, you're not getting any sleep today, right? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you can guess whose idea Robocop was. Oh, at that Dylan, point. Yes. yeah. I mean, to be fair to us, Todd came in and then we were like, he left and we were like, oh no, that's not that's not good. Tyler was the one who was most worked up about it, like um, everything, yes. But then we were like, all right, we'll go to sleep, we feel bad. And then I saw Do- Todd the next morning. And I was like, hey, how you doing? He's like, uh-huh. And I was like, oh. Uh. I was like, oh. Uh, I certainly wasn't in a chatty yeah. mood. It wasn't because I was angry. I was just more like, I'm like exhausted. And like at four in the morning, I would normally be home an hour away from here. And now like I'm at the I'm at my desk. It's like four or five in the morning. And I usually don't get in until about seven, seven, fifteen. So now I got no sleep. And I'm sitting at the exact spot I would sit in during the show like two hours before you I be normally would be with no sleep. And I'm like, ugh, it's like 5.08. What am I? I'm sitting here at the desk for sure. It doesn't start for four hours. This is just ridiculous. Do you learn any 
lessons from this? Can you take anything away from that experience? The only lesson would be, you know, to to go home and never like sleep here ever. Certainly not. If, <laughs> certainly not if other guys are also <laughs> staying over. But the problem with that is, you know, you're gonna have your snow days and things like that, and hotels are expensive, and there's enough room here to crash for a few hours. But I didn't know that your little eight year olds would be so obnoxious to a <laughs> blast Robocop and play hide and go say, "Got you, Ted." I'm like, what? What are you guys doing? And they're coming in and out from the ones hiding in the parking lot. Yeah. Dylan's like, giggling, Dylan's like giggling. They'll never find me in the Traeger Grill area. I'm like, it's three fifty three in the morning. What are you doing? To be clear, they range from the ages of twenty three to thirty two weeks. Not not Tuesday night, they were. <laughs> right. Tyler's too old for ludicrous, but he can play. He can play hide and go seek at three fifty in the morning before. Marv. Just to kind of switch gears just a little bit to the actual uh, category at the sports Emmys, when they were calling us, my heart was beating Me so too. fast. It was beating out of my chest. Me too. So I was in the hallway because Paulie said, hey, if, you know, when the category comes up, if we win, mm-hmm. you come up with us. Mm-hmm. And so I said, all right. I said, I went downstairs right outside the door. So if we won, I can go up there with those guys stand up there. So. Um, Bomani Jones was presenting. And so I saw him earlier that night. Yeah, you're, fr- you're friendly with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I used to work on his show. And in all seriousness, Bo, like he was the fir- when ESPN kicked me to the curb, Bo- Bomani Jones was the first person that called me. Really? Yeah, for real. And so it was like a full circle moment. And <laughs> when I got fired, he was like, hey, look, at, look on the bright side. You got some vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so it was great. And so I was like, oh, this is going to be, man. Full circle. Bomani's up there. Like, look, we fifth time we've been up, man, it's our turn. Yeah. And the thing is that there was a girl, like two awards prior to it. I think she was like a Spanish announcer, mm-hmm. personality of the year in Spanish. And she said, I've been nominated five times. This is the first time that I win. I don't know if anybody else put, picked I, up I on did, that. So maybe this is the year so for everybody. That I, I started thinking time. like this has to be it. Like we're going to win. That was a good oh. sign. I'm some kind of sign from above that these are people that haven't got it for several years. This is the year. They this is it. Them. Oh, absolutely. And so when they said good morning football, hey, I like good morning football. I watch good morning football. So I wasn't really upset with. Uh, I was once I heard the yeah, I sound. Upset. Once I heard the yeah. first syllable from Bomani, I know it didn't start with the because then it would have been either the Dan Patrick or the Rich Eisen show. So once I heard, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, like I was, of course, I was disappointed that we didn't we didn't win. But you know what's funny is that now I'm even more motivated to you know be my be my best yeah. and make sure we do the, the right best attitude. the best possible show that we can. That's the only attitude, right? So that we could be back here. You know, be back there at that same place because, look, I felt like somebody in that room with Me a bunch too. of those big wigs. You know, my salary don't match those big wigs, but <laughs> hey, look, man, I was man, I was cleaner than the bill of health, man. We all look good, we look good, yeah. So we look really good. Even even Dylan's pants. You know, my mom was like, I don't know if I'd say they look good, but they stood they're out. They're Dylan. I mean, I didn't expect any less from Dylan. Very true. I was, uh, yeah, I was surprised of that uh, choice. Even as wacky as Dylan can be, um, not that you, you, threw had, you off. Not, not that we had to be in a tuxedo or all fancy in a suit or anything like that. And Dan even said, "Wear whatever you want." But he uh, got a little flamboyant on us. He got a little John Dalyish. He got a little yeah. crazy golf pants kind of thing. And not to the point where he would have not been allowed in or kicked out. But uh, I was like, "Okay, you're going with that." You never know what to expect from Dylan. I mean, any given day, he's just a wild card. The thing with uh, the announcement was that Bomani Jones didn't even give it like a pause. And the Emmy goes to Good Morning Football. You know what's funny? <clears throat> a lot of them didn't. 
there was no pause. Like, like, like no anticipation. It just like they should have crushed your heart. Pause the yes, yes. It's dramatic. Whether you win or lose, you want that little dramatic moment. Especially if you win, you love that a couple of seconds right before they said your name. So yeah. I, I was surprised too. I don't know if you, they get caught up with the teleprompters and stuff, and you're reading and you're not, you're forgetting about where when to breathe and when and when to stop. You know, and do the little dramatic pause thing. Yeah, I mean it was a fun night overall. I mean, I mean, you know, people always say it's an honor, but it truly was an honor to be nominated and to be at the ceremony. And there's no guarantee for next year. We're talking about. I hope we win next year. We still have to get nominated. nominated for us. Again. And there's no guarantee just because the last five years we did. They don't. They're not going to just automatically put you put in that in category there. forever because of that. Right, and also out of all the sports shows, I mean, it's so you know not diluted, but uh, there's just so many different. You know, sports shows and so so much content out there, and the fact that we're up there as you know one of the five or six you know best in their eyes, I'll take it. Especially you saw all the names that worked on Sports Center, yeah. And then you they, saw there was there was for some of these shows they had a full page. We had like a quarter of a page, if that, with our names. Yeah, yeah it was so like one hundred thirty-eight to twelve. And yeah, right, right, right. So like, I'll take it. You know, and like we should feel proud. I'm and, proud of what we do oh, here every day. Given what the amount of people that we have and the production that we put on every single day, you have to be proud. Oh, of of course, absolutely. And so I was just completely happy with with being there. Of course, you want to win. Like, you know, that goes without saying. Mm-hmm. But being there, being nominated, it just, you know, like I came back Wednesday, you know, as tired as I was, like every day is a Super Bowl. Yeah. And you have to feel that way. Or you're not going to put out good content, good material. You can't say, oh, it's a Wednesday in the middle of July. Yeah. And we just, you know, we were up all night. Right, right, right. Like, that's no excuse. Mm-hmm. And I think we all live that way where, like, look, Fritzy's like, oh, I didn't get President Obama. I'm furious mm-hmm. with, you know, but. For the bracket challenge. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe next year. Maybe next year. It's always next year. But you know what? They play the final for every year. Just, just in general as a guest. Like he's going, he's going for it. Yeah, and I think we all try to do that, and everyone tries to Each be of our roles. Right, absolutely. It's almost like uh, I consider it like being like an offensive lineman. The frustrating like, thing is, it's an awkward category. Also, it's like Sports Center, OTL, and NHL Tonight, or NASCAR. This, or you know, and, and then you know Dan Patrick Show, Richard Show. It almost seems like, and we've I think we've talked to the Academy about this. Not that they're going to change it, but you know, you would think it'd be like you know, best, simulcast or, radio, right? Best simulcast or best sports talk show. And doesn't I can't say sports talk radio because we are on Peacock. But it's so general that you get lumped in with a bunch of shows that, mm-hmm. and they all have like nothing to do with each other, and they're all great in their own way. Yeah, but they're not even similar it's not like best actor in a like in all these other award shows it's all very specific Specific to those particular roles or jobs or whatever but this is like kind of it's all over the map and it still sounds great to be most outstanding studio Studio show show. daily Daily. i love that but it also lends itself to making it very difficult to win i think because of everyone else that gets thrown into that same kind of strange category like that i wanted to ask you something we're kind of going to be wrapping up here i think we're coming to the end but they talked about this week you being running away actually with most valuable Danette. 
that's very flattering. I don't know how accurate that is. I mean, you don't think that's accurate? I think since the uh, since Super Bowl week, I've been on a nice run, and the Sports Center teases and limericks and stuff like that. I have, and the, and the Valley Girl <laughs> thing got a lot of play. <laughs> so, so that that you know, and again, it's all very flattering and stuff. But I think everybody in their own right has done some great stuff, and and then everyone's trying to guess: is it because scenes with me in the back? Is it because McLovin's not there anymore? And everyone's trying to figure: is it because Marvin's now in the front, or what's you know the feng shui of the studio, or whatever <laughs> it is? But there's been all kinds of guesses as to why you know maybe my game is up a little more but on the other side and Dan made me feel better about that was like you know there are a number of shows where we've only had some we've, a couple days we had no guests a lot of times we've had only one or two guests you know I ideally like to try to get one guest each hour if you know if it's Possible. the right person but it doesn't always work out that way and we, and we never put a guest on just to fill a segment but um, so there you know so on that regard I feel sometimes like I've let everyone down on certain days when we have only like one or two guests and not like three heavy hitters but again that's going to happen sometimes. I have a list here of uh, Emmy moments for 2022. I keep like a running list just so, you know, when we're putting together the reel at the end of the year, we have an idea of what we want to do. You're directly, you're directly involved with every single one of them except two. Wow. Todd slurs his S's. I know that you didn't, and it's not, not flattering. But, but, <laughs> you know, it's content, so I, I can't be a baby about it. Stop making fun of how I'm saying it. What is that? That doesn't win. That doesn't get you anywhere. Your, your Valley Girl? That was phenomenal. I mean, so that's good. resonated for months now. So good. Why do you keep talking to me? <laughs> you're old. You're wearing a wedding ring. Does your wife know you're talking to like a 22-year-old 3,000 miles away? You have a son that's like my age. <laughs> you aired your uh, travel grievances in, in uh, during the Super Bowl as well, which was hilarious. I did. It, was it like on the plane stuff? Yeah, ginger ale. They didn't have any ginger ale, so you went Sprite, but the Sprite wasn't working out. You just went on a rant, yeah, which was a lot I, of fun. I remember asking some guy, can I get a can of, and instead, then he says to me, uh, how about a cup? So I thought he was negotiating can versus cup. <laughs> this multi-billion dollar airline can't give me the full 12 ounces. I'm like, really? I was really thirsty. I was waiting for my drink to go. So I'm like, can I get a can of cocoa? How about a cup? And it turns out he was going to give me the can all along. What he was asking, saying was, do I want a cup, a cup with ice with, with it? it? If he would have said, can I give you a cup with ice with the can? But he didn't say that. He goes, how about a cup? So I'm like, and then I said, well, I'd rather have the can. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if you know, American Airlines can only afford the cup, then I guess oh, I'll just have a names. cup. Oh, <laughs> Whereas, uh, it might have been United, but whatever it is, we had a misunderstanding there. And of course, I'm Mr. Sensitive, and I felt guilty that I was some kind of jerk to him. But it turns out he could have been, you know, could have clarified what he was talking about. How about a cup? So, okay, so I'm negotiating 12 ounces. He wants to give me the six ounces. Can we meet in the middle? Do you have like a large cup? You know, like like a Slurpee, like a 7-Eleven. That's bigger than big a can. Gulp. I'll take that one. Yeah, I'll take the big gulp Coke. Not too much ice. They like to put a lot of ice in, so they give you less soda. Because they pour your Coke in, and then they use some of the Coke from that can for somebody else. To say, Maybe I've, could, seen, I've seen it. Yeah, I've we, seen we, it. yeah, we can get four four passengers out of this one can of Coke if we put enough ice in there. <laughs> I hope you. I mean, I hope you stay on this run, Todd. You've been great. I think I'm mean, six I more. You have about what seven more months? Six more yeah, months? We're not even halfway there, so it's way too soon to be. Uh, but you have a lot of somebody. strong moments so far. It could be a lot of days of no guests, or just like the beat writer from the New Orleans Time, picky and kind of. Nothing chilling. wrong with that. The giant something happens with Zion. And it becomes a bit, it becomes a worthwhile guest. Yeah. yeah. Marv? A last thing, we already have our first sports Emmy reel, Joey Votto. Oh yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Joey Votto. Good call. Best interview. He's on this list. Yes, for 
Iverson. Sure. I'm not saying so. I have just a list of running things. I have right now. I have like 15. No, things. you've been great with that. With getting that stuff together for this mm-hmm. reel and past ones, and you're always looking ahead to the future of you know and flagging which ones could be what could be that, potential. You never yeah, know. You never mm-hmm. know. No, it's, it's hard. Smart. I mean, we do so many shows a year. It's hard to remember every single no, one of them. It's smart. You know? No, you're always on that. You're like, this could be one. So this way, you don't have to start scrambling for and trying to remember what it was happened six months ago that might be worth giving to the academy. So it's good. You know what we're coming up on? Our hundredth episode of twelve fifteen. Are we really? Yeah, I think uh, a couple weeks ago it was like 90, it was like 86. So, I mean, we still have a couple, but we're coming up on it. Oh, let's go. Big big time celebration. Yeah. Fritzy, join I will us. be here. Yes. I would love that. Dan I, will I, be I, here. And there's another anniversary I'd like to share. I don't know if it's June 2nd or June 3rd, and I've been looking at old notebooks because I, save, know what you're say. I no. save all my crazy notebooks and stuff like that. But either June 2nd, which I think it is, or June 3rd, which is next week, will be, do you know? I know what you're going to say. 20 years with working Dan. with Dan. Yeah. I started with him, I think it was June 2nd, it was either June 2nd or June 3rd, one of those days of 02, back at ESPN Radio and everything. That was my first day working on the Dan Patrick Show, so it's 20 years. What was your first impression of him? I know. I thought he was great. He was very. Uh, How he, was he with you? He was. He was. He was excited that I was joining the staff. Um, the program director came to me and said, "How would you like to join the Dan Patrick?" There was a bit of a shakeup there, and they were mm-hmm. changing the staff. I had been, you know, working on Sports Center and um, ESPN News and different shows, and uh, so I was invited to. Uh, was asked if I wanted to be part of it. I said, "Absolutely." I was part of a big meeting. He welcomed me from day one. Always appreciated my ideas and was very supportive. He called my wife a few weeks before, week, week or two before, to talk to her. And just to say hi and like get to know the family a little bit. We were, he was, uh, my wife was seven months pregnant with my son. Just Jordan. to put in perspective how long I've been working with Dan. My son wasn't even born yet. He was going to be born two months after my first day with the Dan Patrick Show. He's now going to be 20 in August and he's going to be a junior at Syracuse. So that's just, that really puts in perspective how long I've been working with Dan. So I find that. So funny. you know Dan longer than your son? Absolutely. What do you love more? No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, you know, so there are, there's a number of days where I could kick my son to the curb. <laughs> there's a number of days you can kick, kick yeah. Dan to the curb. That's too. true, too. <laughs> I will leave it there. That's all we got for 12.15 this week. Uh, we have off on Monday, so we'll be back Tuesday for the Dan Patrick Show. We'll be back, as always, for 12.15 on Friday. Everybody have a good, safe weekend for my area. Ray the Intern, Marvin Prince. Thank you, Todd, for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks for asking. See you next week. <laughs>